What could you truly become capable of if you were living in greater resonance and synchronicity with your essence? If you were able to be aligning with your divine every day and creating from that energy, are you ready to explore and activate that? Let's get started aligning divine. Now, here's your host, Soul and Body Coach, Keisha Clark. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in this great, big, amazing, incredible, gorgeous, delicious, powerful world. Hello and welcome to Aligning Divine. I am Keisha Clark, your host. I am super revved up. (laughs) If you are listening on the live show day, you have gotten to enjoy some serious yumminess uh, prior to this show starting. Uh, So I am riding that wave of deliciousness as well, and I just want to shout out a big thank you, Sister Goddess, to my Sister Goddess, my Sister Coast, and Sister everything, really, pretty much, (laughs) Ms. Rhonda Burns, her show, Rendezvous with Rhonda. It's a great way to to get myself warmed up for my show, so how did I get so lucky? Um, as well as all of the amazing hosts we have here on the station. So, um, wow, if it's your first time landing here, thank you, welcome, and um, I am just delighted that you're allowing for a moment to see if this blows your hair back. (laughs) And if you are coming back for more, holy moly, thank you, I am honored and grateful um, that you are coming back to play, and in either case, I'm grateful for the confirmation, the the conversation, the contribution that you are to these conversations, and how many C words can I come up with in five seconds? And I hope that you know truly um, that you are a part of these conversations, whether you are coming on to the live show and saying something out loud or just allowing yourself to be included in this energy, you are a contribution, and that is part of what I so, um, gosh, I appreciate and I enjoy um, getting to play with my show and getting to play with this network. We are about inspired choices, and um, it's, it's awesome to have resources and references that we can go to, and I do this for me, holy moly, Miss Rhonda's show it was a beautiful example. Um, you know, there's just times that we are stuck and we need to get something to move the needle. And this uh, platform is a fantastic resource for that if you are ever in a tight spot or just, you know, in your shit. <laughs> we talked about that last week. If you're in your shit and you are willing to choose to get present with you, one of the ways you can do that is to go to, this is using our technology in a generative way, go to something like our network, Inspired Choices Network. Put a keyword search in there in the search box and let the shows come up that have something to do with that. Or just go to the podcast page and let something grab your attention. Whatever waves at you, whatever resonates, vibrates, jumps off the page, tap dances on your brain, follow that energy and let it help you change where you are in whatever moment because that's really what it's about. When we can change where we are and how we are being in whatever moment, we're changing the energy and it does not have to take 10 freaking years for us to talk about it and figure out how to change it. It can change just like that. So 
that's part of why I love getting to play on the station I'm playing on, the Inspired Choices Network, and with the people I get to play with. Oh, my goodness, it's awesome. So come and get you some of this awesomeness. Today, we're going to be awesome on Aligny Divine. We're here playing with all things having to do with having the joy actually getting to the joy and then really choosing to have the joy of lining up with your essence and living it every day. And I have the joy of getting to play that way every day in my life with the people that I get to play with, which is also called working, as a soul and body intuitive and coach. That encompasses a whole lot that's really all about vibrational alchemy. And what I'm getting more of a sense of clarity on as my days go by is really getting to this loving of self, really getting to this willingness to know who we are, and really getting to our willingness to own all that we are. And we're here to do things different. You know, so many of us who are on the planet right now, we are here to do it different. Not do the same thing in a different way, because that's Really not what I'm talking about, <clears throat> just a little distinction there. But we are here to do something different. We're actually here to bring the different more into the foreground and have more of that joy of that different. Because you know what? Would it actually be near as fun if we were all here to do same? I mean, really, just come on. You get the energy of that? Like, you I mean, hello, we still try to implement that, right? Is that really working? (laughs) Is it actually working to be same? No, 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 not for me. If it's not working for you, then you've come to a place that actually could be a little bit of fun for you. So if it is working for you, you will have no fun here, I promise you. So you might just want to keep on surfing. (laughs) So Today actually is a a sort of a continuation of last week's conversation, and um, I was actually kind of surprised. So last week we were talking about, the topic was, um, loving you in the middle of your mess. And as I got into that show and that, uh, that flow of that show, I was really kind of surprised what, what actually came forward, what actually became more, I became more aware of, was how much resistance there actually is to the loving of us. Uh, We have lots of programs, we have lots of interesting, like, oh gosh, there's, I mean, God, how many books have been written about this, right? Um, You know, to love you, loving you, right? It's easy to say, um, and how many of us are actually choosing that? And so as we played with last week's topic, where the energy really went uh, several times was this whole kind of trip switch or trigger that so many of us have around the loving you part. So to this week, this, today what we're playing with is getting to the loving you. So... It could actually could be like a prequel <laughs> conversation, um, but it doesn't really matter because, I mean, is there a bad time ever to get to the loving you? So, um, But as I said, it did become really apparent that we have a lot of stuff around it. So today what I would like to do is dive deeper into that and um, and get really into 
hmm, we don't have to, this is not something we're trying to fix. What I really want to do is actually just get to uh, where something can open up even more uh, for us to actually get to the loving part. Um, and I will, of course, share some tools to play with ways for us to do that uh, in, in the course of the conversation. Um, so where does it want to begin. I have um, been playing with some notes as well, uh, just sort of following the flow of downloads that were coming in once this once this title got clear for me. Um, and there's also something in continuation of the, t you know, on the subject of the messes. Now, I did want to share with you, because if you know anything about me, you know that one of my favorite resources is the Online Etymology Dictionary. <laughs> and so, of course, what I did was I looked up the word mess to kind of just see, okay, what else is there? Now, I want to share with you, like, part of what I love about playing this way, it's always been a fascination for me because for me, the energy speaks way louder than the words. That has just been my norm from day one, right? So now, as a as a young person, <laughs> that made things pretty challenging a lot of the time <laughs> because grown-up humans are not really famous for actually saying what's real and true for them. So you can imagine it created a bit of dichotomy in my world. And that was part of my learning curve. That was part of my experiential exploration. Um, and today, uh, I have a much greater willingness and appreciation to just play with it. And, and that's part of my norm, right? So one of the fascinating things is when I go to look at the uh, sort of the original or the, the essential energy of words, especially a lot of the words we currently use and the way we use them, I am always fascinated to find like what the energy that th that word came from or or how it was originally applied. Oftentimes there's it's not it's not a direct contrast in the way we're using it now, but it's like there's a part of it that has a large uh influence that we're not acknowledging within that energy of that word. And so it when we look it up in such a fabulous resource like the Online Etymology Dictionary, um, I am in awe of what we can kind of play with and how we can play with that. And this, too, is about my learning, growing, expanding, and, and really exploring even more of what is possible in the allness of me. And that is what I invite each of you to do as well. So when I look up the word mess as a noun... I thought this was kind of interesting because I've heard it used this way, but this was not at the forefront of my brain when the topic first appeared um, for last week's show even. It's from around the 1300, uh, the year 1300, and it's a supply or provision of food for one meal, a portion of food or a course such as at, at dinner, okay, um, a placing a pudding on the table. And when I saw that, I was like, we use that word so differently now, right? 
so you you probably if you've heard it applied that way it's been in usually in reference to like an armed forces setup you know being in the mess hall or in the mess tent um for those of you who ever watched the show mash you might <laughs> recall some of that um so isn't it fascinating that mess didn't first really refer to something awful or something horrible or something bad or something being wrong or that something was going wrong <laughs> it's a portion or a, a portion of supply essentially right now what i also found kind of fascinating was that somewhere in the notes it um one of the things that we pointed out was that the way we apply the word mess to mean sort of a mixed up messy something actually might have something to do with how foods were mixed together like scraps were mixed together to feed to certain animals um and that it that was also called a mess right still food but just like a mishmash of food so <laughs> i was like okay if we bring that forward and look at that or apply that to modern day um maybe we could just allow the energy of what we're calling a mess to maybe rearrange, reconfigure, re like could we let it apply in a different way, right? Cuz a lot of us are using our mess as uh definitely something negative, kind of using our mess against ourselves and I well, I have certainly done that. <laughs> Our messes are like reasons that we're not worthy because we're creating a mess. And maybe our messes could, what if we could look at it like artwork, right? You know, not every ma not every piece of art is a masterpiece or what we would call a masterpiece. So could you maybe just play with the possibility of maybe being a little more lenient, <laughs> a little more flexible, I'm not really fond of the word lenient, a little more flexible with yourself when it comes to assessing what you've created. Because really, us calling our creation a mess, that's that's just what we're calling it. What if we didn't call it that? And we'll, we'll kind of circle back into this um, as we get further into the loving part. But what do our messes have to do with food? What if it still had some application in a nutrient kind of a way? And it's and we could apply that to an energetic form of nutrient. And I'm just going to let that kind of dance around in our universes while we while we go further. So, what does that have to do with loving? Well, you know, <laughs> The first thing that comes up for me is we have a lot of reasons that we don't love ourselves, right? We come up with, and I'm fascinated by this. I have done this. Oh, my gosh. Uh, largely, it's a learned behavior. And uh, for some of us, it just becomes a hobby. <laughs> you know, it's like everybody's got to have a hobby. And so we pick that as our hobby, right? I, you've probably never done that. So this, I'm sure this won't apply to you. But... It's so, it's seemingly so much easier, I'm using air quotes for that word, for us to not, find reasons not to love or find reasons to dislike ourselves or find reasons to critique ourselves or actually just, you know, find reasons to 
to be unkind. <laughs> that seems to be deceptively easier. And I'm saying deceptively because it might feel that way. You know, we can go to all those reasons we don't love ourselves a whole lot quicker than we can get to reasons or things about ourselves we could love. And even in, a, in as I'm saying this, it, I'm becoming more aware of when we talk about reasons, the fact that we have to have a reason in the first place to, to like ourselves or love ourselves, that right there is a red flag, right? So here's one of my awarenesses, and that is that essentially all love in the way we choose it and do it and express it in this conventional reality is conditional. All of it. Even what we call unconditional love. Unconditional love still has a condition. Do you get that? Yeah. <laughs> so let's just, could we maybe acknowledge that? Oh, look, look how we're doing it. We might be psyching ourselves out and say, no, I'm going to be, I'm going to unconditionally love. And if that's something that you're buying into, that unconditional love is better, are you willing to just look at this and, and notice, and what is your awareness? Is that a condition? Is that something that it has to be in order for you to choose it. That's a condition. Well, if we, if unconditional love is conditional, <laughs> that makes me laugh, uh, then what do we do, right? So that's part of what takes me into the ING. Loving is more of that consistently choosing. Loving involves you participating, right? Love can be here or there or anywhere and show up in whatever way and because we've made it all these interesting things, right? So when we're getting to the loving, first I invite you to just notice all of the conditions that you have, conscious and unconscious, and I will I would probably bet good money if I was a betting person that more of them are going to be unconscious. They're going to be learned. They're going to be buried way down in the core of what gives rise to most of your behavior. Yep. And that is one of the ways that we brilliantly deceive ourselves or we brilliantly trip ourselves up. Now, would you acknowledge the brilliance of that? Just acknowledge the brilliance of how we have taken this thing that we call love and we have turned it into so many different things. Because we're brilliant. Because we can find endless numbers of ways to, to represent something, to express something, or to use something. <clears throat> All right? So would you first just be willing to acknowledge where you've done that? Yeah. doesn't have to be hard. doesn't mean that you've messed it up. It's an interesting word. I just used messed it up. <laughs> so <clears throat> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let us take a breath and take a break here. feels like there's a little bit of interesting 
something that we're bumping into. Uh, so I'm going to ask some questions over the break and tap in and see where this wants to go. And I invite you to just be with whatever is coming up for you, whatever is actually feeling like you don't want to have this conversation, I invite you to look at that just a little bit. <clears throat> and what is the invitation in that for you? Right? Um, so what does it take to get to the loving you? We're going to play more with that. When we come back on the other side of this break, we are on Aligning Divine on the Inspired Choices Network or whatever platform you're listening to all around the world. And we will be back after this break. Within each of us, there is a spark of the essence that gives rise to all that is in the universe. Are you ready to let it light up your life? Tune in to Aligning Divine Radio Show with Soul and Body Coach Keisha Clark for fresh perspectives and powerful tools to be aligning with your divine essence and living it every day. Join us for Aligning Divine Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Aligning Divine Radio Show with soul and body coach Keisha Clark. To bring your question on the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You may also email your questions or comments to Keisha at KeishaClark.live. Now back to the show. <laughs> Welcome back and forward as we are diving deeper into the getting to the loving you today here on Aligning Divine. And um, this is a really fascinating something that I'm noticing. I don't know if you're, if, how much of it you're noticing, if you're noticing it. Um, there's this really interesting resistance, and we were looking at some of that last week. A lot of love is done from resistance. A lot of the, the loving, the way we choose it currently, or in this reality, in this conventional <laughs> reality, is done from resistance. Um, that's, that is a way that we kind of set ourselves up for disappointment in many cases. And, oh, wow, there's still such a huge charge on that. Even as I'm saying it, this loving, and we learn this, right? We learn love as a, uh, an act of resisting, like, <laughs> 
oh my God, there's all of these sayings that are kind of popular, like hopelessly in love, like blind love, um, um, endless love, uh, all of this insane ugh, projecting of our kind of, uh, what do you call that, um, ineptitude, or really that, that we're desperately hoping not to be inept. <laughs> we're desperately hoping to have value, and that seems to be a connection to or something that we're, it's like one of the things we're packing into that case that we're labeling love, right? Now, if that's not showing up for you, totally fine. You're not required to see this or experience this in the same way that I am. This is just something that I am noticing. Um, and I can say that that does apply in a lot of my uh, life experience. Is I have I've noticed this, I've witnessed this with others, and it is largely how I learned to love. Like, of course, we have to be worthy of love, right? I mean, that's kind of one of those, the the essential components of some of the biggest, grandest, most propagandized stories of our history, just in case you weren't aware of that. (laughs) Right? Uh, one of the first ones that came up for me immediately as I was playing with questions over the break was, for God so loved the world. Hello. We all know what happened in that story. And then we have all of these wonderful stories, many of them in you know in the movie version available for us to <laughs> bask in, uh, about love as the sacrifice because it comes from that romance place. And if I love you, this is what it means and this is what I have to do and we go down that path, which that's not a fun path for most of us to go down, but we choose it until we're ready not to, right? So again, when we put that I-N-G on the word, do you notice something changes? Because you can love and you can you can have loved. But what if you are loving? What if you are loving? What does loving offer? What does loving invite us to? What does loving actually do to the space? And I ask that to... Just bring your focus to the energy that is active as I am playing with these words, these versions of the word love. Right? Now, one of my favorite, 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 favorite <laughs> songs <laughs> is Nature Boy. I that song is like a prayer to me. And I sing that song often. And of course, the famous line in that song is just to love and be loved in return. And I'm willing to acknowledge that even in that line is still, there's very much a conventional um, aspect of that. It's still, um, what's the word? It's, Alliterates? Is that the word? Ooh, 
<laughs> I'm not a word smith. I'm just I'm pretty good with words. And <laughs> sometimes I bump into what actually is that word? So it it's it within that line just to love and be loved in return. And of course the, the previous line is the greatest gift the greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. Now, however, in that for me there is that that hint or that invitation to the loving. So again, I'm I'm not asking you to see it that way. And I'm just sharing some of what I'm aware of for me is I have heavily in some cases bought into the the conventional stories, you know. And oh my gosh, there are some gorgeous songs, right? Who doesn't want to sing those songs? I mean, I grew up in the performing arts world, so I have quite a bit of experience singing a number of those songs that are all about love, the hardships, the trials, the tribulations, and the beauty and the victory and the magic of it. So I have I have played in that field. I have danced in that field many times, and I undoubtedly will do that some more, because sometimes it's just beautiful and therapeutic and and amazing to let myself go there and sing that song, go all the way in, right? And 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 <laughs> what's different about it for me now is. I am willing to be in my awareness with what I'm choosing. And maybe that is the key to this whole loving thing. And really the key to the whole loving us thing is be willing to be aware of what we're choosing. What if that is the greatest act of loving that we can offer ourselves. Holy pajibas. <laughs> like, the awareness of what we're choosing, the willingness to be aware of what we're choosing, doesn't mean you have to figure stuff out because being aware and figuring out are two completely different things. But the willingness to be aware of what we're choosing puts us in a in our power. It puts us in an empowered place to create from. Does that register for you? Does that resonate for you? Now, I'm not asking you to believe in it. That's a whole different conversation. <laughs> I'm asking you to tap into your awareness and your knowing. Very different. Because I'm not asking you to to put love outside of you and hope that it's going to do something for you. That's part of the conventional paradigm. And that's also part of how it messes up. Well, it screws up <laughs> and how we screw ourselves. So often and so insanely is we actually put it outside of us. But what happens when you put something outside of you? What happens when you make something outside of you more important or more powerful? Usually it does not create something that makes you feel good. 
And it does not create something that is sustainable, nor does it sustain you. Do you get that? Does that resonate for you? And are you willing to just notice that you've maybe done that in your life or where you've done that in your life simply for the sake of having your awareness of it, not to give yourself demerits. <laughs> and and I get that a lot of us have created our relationships from that paradigm. And that's okay. I am not asking you to choose to initiate divorce proceedings. <laughs> I am not asking you to make that wrong. Really what I am inviting you to is to acknowledge that's the case for you and where that might be or might have been the case for you. It will give you more insight and it will also empower you into more of your awareness. And what if the willingness to be aware of what we're choosing is one of the greatest ways we can get to the loving It's so amazing to me how complicated we've made this. Oh, and we do this so backwards. <laughs> like we 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 typically talk about love in reference to something we do with someone else. And that has a place in our lives, certainly. And yet I notice in a lot of what I get to witness and experience and and create, co-create in the work that I do. And and in my own life, I notice that we really, one, we do this backwards, as I said. We tend to want to go from having someone else love us to that being what motivates us, and I use that word on purpose, what motivates us to love ourselves. If someone else can love me, then I'm lovable and I can love me. Well, where does that get us? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> what happens when they get tired and they go away or when they get irritated with us and they go away? What happens when it becomes apparent that what those conditions were for that love? Hello? <laughs> yeah, it's not so fun. It's not a pleasant experience. And what happens for us being able to love us when that does happen? So if it's if we're making our loving us contingent upon, again, there's the condition, if we're making it contingent upon others have to be able to love us, do you actually get how crazy that is? And do you actually get how disempowering that is? You're putting the responsibility onto someone else. If you're waiting for people to love you just to prove you are lovable. And I know that you have probably heard versions of this. I know you have because there's a whole lot of people out there who have written books about it. And what have you been choosing
What have you been choosing? Have you been choosing to be in the passenger seat? I did that. I kind of wonder if that's just another one of those rites of passage that we go through, right? Where we get to that moment that in some way it is made clearer for us, wait a minute, I am actually waiting for so-and-so to love me. And here's the other piece of the insanity, my friend. <laughs> Whoever so-and-so is, do you get what a, what a, <laughs> almost like a game of roulette you're playing with waiting for someone else to love you? Because have you even considered like what it means to them? What are the conditions they have before they will love someone, including themselves? Yeah. So what if we could get to the loving for ourselves, with ourselves, of ourselves? What does that get us? Because I know that's part of the thing. That's part of how we look at it. What does it get me if I do that? Well, it could get you a lot of things. <laughs> but what if we actually looked at what could that create? Because the loving us, the loving you for you, the you loving you, getting to the loving you for you, that is one of the ways we can be aligning with our divine, aligning with the source of our being. Because that's also woven into our stories. Have you looked at that? Yeah. If we say source is love or God is love, whatever name you give it, that the universe is made of love, now, while that could be really cheesy, we're not critiquing it, we're just looking at it, what is the energy present in there? What is the energy present in that statement? At the, at the essential energetic vibrational frequency of that statement. God is love. Now, do you start to notice what possibilities could start to percolate if you were willing to get to the loving you? if you were willing to consider and even play with, you are of God, you are of source. I mean, we say it all the time. We throw that statement around. You're made of love. For some people, that means because you were born out of man. You know, you came from love. Literally, you came from copulation, which some people call love. However, what if we could apply that in a more expanded way? You came from love. You come from love. Perhaps, and I'm just going to throw this out there for you to play with. You don't have to pick it up, but you can if you want to. Perhaps it's not about being in the likeness and image of, but it's just being of. You are of love, the beloved you are of the beloved. And we don't have time for playing with the whole Aramaic thing. <laughs> but you are of the beloved. What if that 
is a key that we've kind of hidden in our stories. So getting to the loving, what if that could just be an activation of what is already here, what is already within our DNA, what is already ah, within us? You hear that when we go to break. Within each of us is the spark that gives rise to all that is in the universe. Within each of us. So what could we be choosing? What could we be allowing ourselves that would get us to that? That would start activating that? And what if your willingness to be aware of what you're choosing is a key to activating that? Your willingness to get to know you just a little bit more today and then just maybe a little bit more next week. Yeah. There's some powerfulness in that. There's some potency in that. Could you just maybe breathe and relax into that for a moment? Nice. And while you do that, we're going to take another little break. And I'm going to breathe and relax into this too. <laughs> it's kind of yummy. There's something here. And we don't have to put it into words. I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to say you're listening to Aligning Divide here on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm so grateful that you're coming to play today. And I will see you on the other side of this break. Within each of us, there is a spark of the essence that gives rise to all that is in the universe. Are you ready to let it light up your life? Tune in to Aligning Divine Radio Show with Soul and Body Coach Keisha Clark for fresh perspectives and powerful tools to be aligning with your divine essence and living it every day. Join us for Aligning Divine Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Aligning Divine Radio Show with soul and body coach Keisha Clark. To bring your question on the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You may also email your questions or comments to Keisha at KeishaClark.live. Now back to the show. <laughs> Welcome back and forward to our last segment for today's Aligning Divine here on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm Keisha Clark. I'm oh, I'm so grateful that we can have a place to have these conversations. I am a big fan and a big proponent of having different conversations to create a totally different reality for ourselves. And um uh, I believe this one definitely lands in that category. The whole idea even of loving you uh, can seem 
pretty crazy for most of us relative to what we've experienced, what we've learned, <laughs> what's been modeled to us so far. And what if we are the bringers of the loving? What if we are really part of our being here is to answer the invitation and become the invitation to the loving in in what is more of actually possible with it and allow it to be that that um, mess of energies. And now I'm using the term mess <laughs> in its um, essential form, right, in its, in its early form. What if that is a way of allowing ourselves our, our portion? What if that is the bringing of our portion and the mixing of portions to allow that kindness and that appreciation and that adoration that honoring and that reverence and that treasuring and what if there is something in our mess that we create that is really offering us information, a message of where we are starving ourselves and where we could be willing to be fed, to be nurtured, to be sustained. Now, again, um, um, there's no rules about how. Just what if? What if that was part of the information? And and if we would acknowledge, and I said this last week too, if we would if we would acknowledge or if we could be willing to acknowledge the brilliance in the messes we create, then would it very quickly allow us to shift into more of our awareness and to shift the energy of what we've created and open the doors, open the the sort of energetic doorways or windows, whatever you prefer, <laughs> to more of what we actually do desire, more of what actually feels good for us, more of what actually nurtures us. Yeah. So getting to the loving you is not necessarily something you have to to do. It's not really action-based in its in its essence. It's more of the choosing. And so as I've looked at this what what has been shown to me and shared with me is that really our our heads and our hearts both have components here. And when we're talking about our hearts, that heart energy, the heart chakra, is, you know, that uh, the grand receiving. And it's a generator as well. And at the same time, it's also been shown to me very, like, consistently this past week, there has to be the component of our self included of our willingness to participate of our we could say of our mind now i'm 
I'm conscientious in the way that I'm using the word mind. I don't I'm not referring to your mind as a closed thing. So your presence, your awareness and your knowing, I will also include those in this. It's really you could say it's equal portion of our head and our heart that are required here because there must be our practicing, our implementing the three-dimensional, habitual um, integrating of this to connect to the loving or to even just allow that loving to activate. I don't know if I'm saying this in the best way possible because um, the energy is kind of all over the place and I'm doing the best I can in this moment to convey this. Um, so do you do you kind of get that? Do you is that maybe rattling some of the the timbers for you? Is there's actually you could say I could say I mean even as I'm looking at this I could say it's a little bit more at first of our head that is required because we really are required to be willing to get present with it to get present with what is. And that really was where last week's topic was taking us, is loving you in the middle of your mess, no matter where you are. That's a practice to be implementing. And in, and then it becomes habit, and then it becomes your nature. Because it actually is your nature, and we've unlearned so much of our nature. The nature of our creature and the nature of our being we are of source, and yet we get a little confused about that. We get a little distracted, and we kind of get off track. So, given the way that we play here on this Planet Earth playground, initially, yes, your head is required. It requires active choosing, choosing to go in the direction of the loving rather than the reasons not to love you. So in the direction of your knowing, in the direction of your willingness to be aware, to have your awareness, rather than to go to conditions. Do you get that? Does that land for you? If anything I have been saying is like really like, landing for you in a way that you want to play with it more, explore it more, go into it further, reach out. I am so happy and honored and delighted to uh, to work with you. If that blows your hair back, and if not, find the person that that is that for you and be willing to go here for yourself. That's kind of my invitation and my challenge to you. Because here's the thing, guys and girls, and folks, and friends. <laughs> Here's the deal. The loving is actually required for us to get to where we came to play. And it's going to look so different than what we have been led to believe or bought into the notion that it has to look like. It's going to be so different than anything we have played with so far. 
because it isn't about conditions. Because it is about something that is beyond any condition of us or humanity or the state of the planet. It's beyond all of that. And it's getting to the loving you that is going to allow you to change and to choose into more of what you came here to to experience in a way that really can light you up. And we talk about vibrational reality a lot. I mean, if any of you follow Abraham or the teachings of many of the different um, new thought, uh, you could say metaphysical, you know, whatever you want to call it, word for that, anything that invites you to really look at the energy beyond the words, beyond the structure, beyond the conditions. When you talk about that vibration, when you are willing to allow that loving to be active for you, that's when love can show up. Appreciation can show up. Adoration can show up. It's not because you have to deserve it. That isn't the way it plays. It's not about deserving. It's about choosing to be more of what you truly are, of all that you truly are. That spark that gives rise to all that is in the universe. So, like the song says, just to love and to be loved in return. (laughs) What if we, our own little interpretation there or expansion on that when you are getting to the loving you are being that energy and then that can show up even more to you how about that (laughs) oh my goodness i love that we can play with this and I invite you to play with this in whatever way it works for you this week. And if you want to play more, as I said, reach out. You can find my link. Just scroll down and click on this podcast page. So in the meantime, until we play again, what would it take and how much fun could you have lining up with your essence and living it every day and getting to the loving you? Have a great week, friends. Thank you for listening to Aligning Divine Radio Show. Keisha Clark has more to share next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. And for now, she is cheering you on to create an awesome week of lining up with your essence.